Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitboy and Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Jack Harper, Keenan Bonner and Sean Shoot. Now in the second round of the bracket and today's matchup is 2006's Casino Royale, through after beating Cranky in round one, absolute robbery, up against 2014's Kingsman The Secret Service, through after defeating The Born Identity in round one. As we've said in the previous two podcasts that you may or may not have listened to, just a couple of things that we didn't box off in round one that we'll go through today. Prequels, sequels, what we love most, what we dislike or a nitpick about the film. We'll carry on the last scene standing and see if the Are You Not Entertained scene from Gladiator stays atop the perch and then a line from the film that also works as a Tinder buyer. So, prequels, sequels or lack of. Um... We do provisionally have Skyfall in the next bracket, so we won't go too deep there. But, much like we spoke about with Christian Bale and Batman, Casino Royale was essentially like a resetting of James Bond, wasn't it? And so these Daniel Craig ones we've got here do kind of differentiate themselves from the other Bond films. You all three are muted. <laughs> do any of you fancy talking? <laughs> I'll be completely honest, I nipped to the loom, that's why I was on mute. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> you there, Ian? Yeah, yeah, sorry, Jack yeah, muted himself, so I thought he no. was just going to start talking, because that's normally you what you do. You are, I felt, um, I've been caught out like on a work Zoom. You two are, um, are James Bond guys, so I thought I would uh, offset right, go to, to uh, again. the pair of you. So I essentially I said... Casino Royale was essentially like a resetting of James Bond, wasn't it? Like Christian Bale with Batman. Mm-hmm. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. So and when you look at this, Quantum of Solace and Spectre got pretty neutral reviews in terms of the sequels here. Expected uh, it, okay. Expected it, okay. Quantum of Solace probably not that well received. Neither of bringing... them have got up to a seven on IMDb. The, the one yeah. problem, the problem that I have with Spectre is that this actually looked like a really gritty James Bond that is new, actual new world and enemies that he's fighting, and then it seemed to be like an evolution of just bad guys that were actually real life bad guys, and then it all culminated in him having a, like an adopted brother that he for, completely forgot about that just spent his whole life making millions just to piss off James Bond. And that's the only thing that kind of ruined Spectre as, well, as the sequels, really, for me. The the only thing I remember from uh, Quantum of Solace was the amount of fuss that was being made of Olga Kirilenko before the film came out. Other than that, I remember it being pretty forgettable. Yeah. It's the most, out of the Daniel Craig era, it's by far and away the most forgettable one, mate. I wouldn't and say we, that. We may I eventually just... get to no time. Yeah, that's why I was saying it. It's pretty neutral reviews. Like, yeah, no yeah. one really hated it, but they're not singing about it like they did with Casino Royale. No, no, I, I guess not. I, I think 
like going back to what you said about it being complete reset, and I think that's what it was, and that's what we liked about it. Daniel Craig really announced himself as James Bond in that movie. You were thinking, oh, can a blonde guy play James Bond? It's the first one after Brosnan, and Brosnan, what was really liked is James Bond, and then Daniel Craig bring like a completely different dimension to Bond's character. I feel like Brosnan for me was a bit too prim and proper. He'd get into fights, and his hair would like stay completely intact. There'd be no marks on him. Whereas you see James Bond actually take some punishment for the first time, really, as well. They just brought Pierce Brosnan in. Um, I don't know if any of you watched uh, Shazam, the DC movie. Um, if you haven't, you should definitely give it a go because I think it's the best DC movie if you take out Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. Um, so it's definitely worth a watch. Um, it's kind of more like the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of Marvel film. But anyway, he's he's just been brought in as the villain uh in the new Shazam film, which I thought would be interesting. Nice. Just something to mention there. Um, Kingsman then. So they did do a, a second film, obviously, uh, The Golden Circle. Um, they brought in Julianne Moore as the villain. Most people hated this film, if you look at the reviews. Um, I didn't mind it at the time. I, it might say a lot of I haven't gone back and rewatched it. Uh, it it kind of lost the, the slickness of the first one, which really is what people liked about it. That is a played out kind of trope, the, the whole secret agent thing, but they kind of did put a bit of a new spin on it. And that was really what, what sold it for people. But this time around, they, they tried going a bit more big budget and it lost what really made the first one successful. They brought in Channing Tatum and Jeff Bridges, you also had uh, Halle Berry in there. A key part of the plot was Elton John being taken hostage, which I don't know if you've seen the film <laughs> or if that's going to sell it to you uh, either way there. Um, you've also got, essentially, the second film is like cheap British-American humour, just like joking at the stereotypes of one and the other. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. When you've got Statesman and... Um... Kingsman, sorry. Yeah, it's that is literally that. It's brogues in cowboy hats. Yeah, it was. I I, I enjoyed it, it, but I I've not gone back to rewatch it. Nah, that's what it's one of those where exactly that you enjoy watching it first time around. You think right, never watching that again. But I did like it. So I don't know if you'll be surprised about this. I think I may have mentioned it on the first podcast. So director Matthew Vaughan. Uh, says he's planning in his quotes something like seven more kingsman films as part of the company's expansion plans um there's also a kingsman tv series in development and the king's man is due for release in december of this year it's already it's already been completed uh the synopsis reads in the early years of the 20th century, the Kingsman Agency is formed to stand against a cabal uh, plotting a war to wipe out millions, featuring Aaron Taylor Johnson is the lead, who you'll probably know from Kick-Ass. Um, it's got Jimin Huntsu in there, you know, from Never Back Down, Blood Diamond, etc. Gemma, Gemma Arterton's in there, always good value. Ralph Fiennes and a couple more. 
big names. So it'll be interesting to see what they do because they're obviously going back to embrace kind of the old school here with it being 20th century stuff. So we'll see how we go, but I'm sure we'll all watch it. I think that's what we found so great about it. The first one is that there aren't many British action movies where it's not set either in Europe or in America to see. I don't know about you guys, but seeing English police cars in movies is just so weird. It's like one of the weirdest phenomenons because you're so used Jeez, to yeah, just, yeah. the most over the top London accent. Yeah, it's calling like, people governor. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, you're nicked. <laughs> there, there's some. There's um, there's a police scene in the new uh, Justice League. Um, that's how they introduce uh, Wonder Woman. There's kind of a, a standoff there, but you've got the police, and they are all very much that kind. What's this? What's all this then? <laughs> <laughs> this Justice League thing that you're referring to, is this, what, has it only just come out? I was thinking you were about the film that was come out quite a while ago. No, they um, they released the Snyder Cut. Um, so to kind of cut a long story short, um, he filmed it all. Um, and then his son, I believe, died. Um, I don't know the circumstances there. It was edited by Joss Whedon. The film was obviously horrible. Um Zack Snyder said essentially that he filmed so much more footage that no one got to see and so people petitioned online for them to make this new uh, him be able to get the creative control so he made a four hour long Justice League film which came out on uh, last Friday so that's what I'm referring to okay got you they have asked to do the same for Suicide Squad, where apparently they had so much more footage, but they've dampened that idea pretty quickly, so you won't be seeing that anytime soon. But anyway, Sean, we'll stick with you. Um, what do you love most about Casino Royale? I think it's just, well, all I've written down is that it's just great from minute one. Um, and I just, I, I love the all the classic James Bond nods that it has, but still kind of a little bit alternative. Um, I quite like the locations as well. I think from the that first sort of chase scene and then the actual casino and, yeah, everything really. But um, Keenan, if we go to you, um, what, what do you love most about uh, Casino Royale? Similar to Sean. Mate, uh, to be honest, I like um like there are all the nods to what's come before it, but it was a brave. It, it's not brave, but it, it's it's a nice, it's a good take and a good way to revamp it. Yeah. Uh, Jack, what about you? I think for me, it's how big it is, how blockbuster James Bond has always been blockbuster. It's always been huge, but in like Die Another Day, it all seems a bit too CGI. They they wanted to make it something that it wasn't, whereas this was everything that every James Bond before it was and more. Like you've got the air, the airport chase in Miami, unreal. You've got him driving his old Aston Martin around Cuba, unreal. Um, I just think how big it felt. It felt huge for the time, and you watch it again now, and it's almost twenty years old, and it still feels just as big. I'm I'm worried about what Dying of the Day would be like if I rewatched it because it does seem to constantly get trashed. So uh, I, I saw it. It, might, it might be age because what was that? O two. 
During lockdown one, yeah. me and Sarah rewatched all of the Pierce Brosnan James Bonds, and it really does highlight how good um, Daniel Craig is as Bond. Yeah. I, I, I haven't I haven't watched it since I was like proper young. Sorry, shoot, I was going to say. I saw it the cinema. So I I remember I had it on VHS. Like that's how that's how far back we're going. Um, and I reckon I've seen it about twenty times. Nice. I loved it as a kid. I was going to say, yeah, I haven't watched it since I was a kid either, but I, I do have a feeling that it's going to be one of those that, that doesn't age well when I watch it was back. It, was it one of you that had to leave the cinema watching Casino Royale because the person you were with couldn't take the torture scene? I know someone this happened to, but I no. can't think if it was one of you. Not, not me. Okay. I don't think I watched it at the cinema. No, I definitely didn't. Not the cinema experience we always refer to uh, with you, Sean. But we'll save Alex going over that one again. <laughs> um, for me, what I love most about Casino Royale is um, the poker scenes, just how cool everything looks there. Um, the little ups and downs, um, especially that first scene with him kind of bomb thinking he's got all of his shows and his tells, and then uh, obviously doesn't go to plan. Um, Kingsman. Uh, what I love most there, a villain with razor legs is pretty standout for me. This is what I love most about it. Whenever I think I think of that villain, so uh, that's the one for me. What about you, Keenan? Uh, I was t- I tempted by a few things. I um I like Samuel. I like Samuel as a as a villain. Yeah, I think that's my favorite. I know he, he does villainous turns in other things, but as the like Joe, even in the Hitman's Bodyguard, he turns into being. Yeah. Not quite the not quite the protagonist, but he's not certainly not your antagonist, is it? That's Gary Oldman. And I'm looking forward like to the sequel in that coming out this year. Yeah, I am as well. Massively. I, I haven't. I don't know a lot about it though, but I do know those two are back for it, so I'm quite quite excited. It's it's focused on um, Salma Hayek this time around. It's the Hitman's bodyguard's wife. Ryan Reynolds still in it, is he? Yeah. Mm, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'd like to see him do a villainous turn and to to let him. Because whilst he is a phenomenal, serious actor, when you give him the opportunity to bring like character, charisma, and a, a sense of humour and that smile to a role, it, it works. The character didn't have a lisp until he just kind of forcefully added it. He had a lisp, right? He he added it in the film, yeah. No, no, as in he oh, yeah, actually he did. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what he says, motherfucker, all the time or something? something to do with that. I think we did it on the first one, but okay. I'm sure there's probably a lot of things about why it kind of exploded after. Yeah, it becomes a legend. Jack, what do you love most about Kingsman? I like the suaveness. I always like some absolute knuckleheads starting on someone that looks like they're not much trouble and then getting their asses handed to them. So that pub scene really gives me that in abundance. Like, that little nod that they're... The audience know what the fuck's about to go down, but these absolute chavs in this pub have no idea what's about to hit. Just love that little bit. Uh, Sean, what about you? Uh, I like I like the juxtaposition of the old and young, as well as the rich and poor, um, and then also the chemistry between Colin Firth and Taron Egerton. That's a serious answer you've given on this pod. I was really surprised when he busted out the word juxtaposition. He was was using onomatopoeia in our group chat earlier. I think he's on one today. Onomatopoeia is a great word. Mm. uh, Juxtaposition, yeah. Just to throw back to our media studies lessons. 
if we go on to the nitpick then um, and start with Casino Royale, for me, the, the big one is uh, I, I think Le Chiffre should have had a grander death. It's for, for a villain as good as he is, and I know it kind of part of it is that it's flashbang in an instant, but I, I'd have liked to see him go up in flames rather than he smoked that easily. So that's the one that annoys me each time with the film. What about you, Keenan? So mine is mine is fucking stupid. So I apologise. Um, but it's the same as in any scene. When you have someone tied to a chair and your ultimate goal is to finish them off, finish them off. <laughs> My nitpick for so many films is the fact that these villains are built up to be. Um, he's a millionaire businessman, right? He's supposed to be one of the smartest guys on the planet. He's slick, he's sleek, he's this, that. He can't figure out how to fucking shoot someone when they're tied to a chair. Like, he knows who James Bond is. I get that, but for how long? He knows who James Bond is. Surely if he's this smart, you realise, well, if I don't kill this super spy, he's out of a chance, he might come back for me. He's after the bank details as well, isn't he? Yeah, aware aware of what he wants. But when it goes south, it just annoys me. It, it's so many, it's so many different films. Agreed. Um, Sean, um, do you have a nitpick? Oh, no, not really. Can't really think of many. Maybe that scene with um, the, the chase scene, which like at the start, was, I think, is a really good scene. But the way that, like, just the way it ends, um, I feel like that could have been a little bit better. Would have liked a bit more of interrogation. When they caught up with him, um, Jack. What about you? So I really struggle with this one. Um, I don't really think I have one. I just think it's all pure magic, personally. All right, um, Kingsman. Um, the, the nitpick for me is is the British slang that they try using. It it honestly makes me squirm. I think some of it's that bad. Oh yeah, mine's quite similar. It happens in quite a, quite a lot of quite a fair few films again, actually, funnily enough. But do you know when they take a British actor, they they try and make them so British that they seem yeah. to become someone playing a British person. Yeah, does, that, does that make any yeah. sense? Sorry, I was just, uh, all the stereotypes. Yeah, up. like Colin Firth in this to me seems closer to an American playing a Brit than a Brit playing a Brit. Hugh Grant was a fucker for it as well in X amount of films. <laughs> Do you have a nitpick for this film, Sean? Uh, I've got when everyone's head blows off and it's fireworks. I just don't really rate that bit. It's just a bit ridiculous. <laughs> Jack, what about you? Mine's similar to the fact that when I've never heard so much English slang, rhyming slang, or people sounding as British as they do. I've lived in England all my life and films still seem to... I sit there and look at it and think, we don't sound like that. <laughs> we don't do this. So I think it must be that. Yeah. Um, last scene standing then. See if there's anything that can topple Maximus. Um, the scenes I had down were the church scene in Kingsman and... Um, the first poker scene in Casino Royale, but honestly could be a number of them in that. Um, what, what would people say are the best two scenes? And is there a scene that's better than the scene in Gladiator? I think my 
my one for Casino Royale would be the poker scene, but specifically the one where he's had the drink and he's poisoned, and then he comes back and says, "Oh, that last hand nearly killed me." Nearly killed me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that would be the one I'd go for. That Kingsman. Um, yeah, either either the church scene or the. Oh, actually, I've got two more possibly. Either the the training montage scene, um, quite good, and then also the the bar fight scene as yeah. well. And then when he sits down and finishes the drink, um, yeah. Um, any other suggestions before we uh, go to the vote? No, I, well, I was only going to say the church scene, mate. Um, does anyone would anyone pick any of those over the scene in Gladiator? So I know what we're working with here. Not me, not me personally, no. Not me. I don't think so, but the church scene, as action movies go, that action sequence is pretty mental. Yeah, <laughs> it's very good, but yeah. I just think I'd, I'd rather watch the gladiator scene because that we've had it, we've done it before, about we've talked about it quite a few times about scenes that get you hyped. If you put that yeah. on, genuinely, I'm fucking just about ready to start kicking doors down. <laughs> but, the worst is um, in boxing where you see someone, a prospect, beat a journeyman and they'll jump up on the corner of the ring saying, you're not entertained. Mm. No, I'm not. And you're a 1 to 80 in the betting before this fight. A lot of criticisms you of the old boxing race, isn't you? Well, it's a funny old game. I was going to say, it's got a lot to be criticised for, but... Let's hope Dylan White gets chinned this weekend. By your guy Pavetkin. Exactly. And... Then a line from the film that also works as a Tinder bio. Um, I actually didn't have many for this one. Um, I mean, I've got a little itch down there. Would you mind? I'm not sure that's going to win you many people over. No. Also, uh, it's, it's not um, everyone will know you died scratching my balls. <laughs> God, that's yeah, so that's dark. the one. Uh, that's <laughs> the one I've got. And then, For fuck's sake, I told you, as soon as I left my mouth, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got another one. I've had to like add in a little bit because it's not it's not a direct quote, but I've got. I'm sorry, that last hand e nearly killed me. Shall I kick him from the chair? Shall I kick him from the court? I mean, by the way, as soon as he starts twisting the words, it's no longer lines from the yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Sean's, Sean's just wants an unshandy, basically. <laughs> uh, the only other one I had down was, uh, no, don't worry, you're not my type, but also not in a position to be uh, turning people away, so wouldn't put that Kingsman. one in the bio. Kingsman, sorry, love, got to save the world. Mine, what about, that's what, that's because you know what I can do with my little finger. <laughs> all right i can I think the reveal that one doesn't it i can reveal to you the uh final score and it was six five and casino royale goes through to the next round um mm-hmm. casino royale took it on uh, preference it was a tie um this was really the, the spell that killed it for Kingsman. It was a tie for rewatchability, best quote and best moment slash scene. Um, Bond swept up on uh, MVP and most menacing villain. Side character, action per minute, kill count and creative use of weaponry all went to Kingsman. It was a tie for soundtrack. 
um, originality went to Kingsman, and then impact ending and chemistry all went to Casino Royale. So uh, there you go, six five, and goes through to the next round, where it will face the winner of Deadpool versus three hundred. What a tie that is, by the way. Well, what, a so, pod, what a pod that is. So three more episodes will drop next week. Um, as I said, that'll be Deadpool versus 300, Terminator 2 versus Law-Abiding Citizen, and Training Day versus Die Hard with a Vengeance. You've all got the scorecards, so submit them to me sooner rather than later. And we'll be back next week with uh, three more episodes to see how we carry on. So until then, goodbye.